You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. just bless the Lord. Just put our hands together. He's a marvelous God, isn't he? Wonderful Savior. Praise the Lord. He's just too much. Jesus is too much. One of the things I wrote down here is that our Lord Jesus is the beautifier. He makes all things beautiful. He makes ugly things beautiful. He makes terrible things beautiful. I mean, he, he's such a converter to beauty that he took what was a terrible Friday and because it was him, when he hung on that cross, we now call it the Good Friday because Jesus can turn everything around. He makes death. We, when we gather to celebrate the communion, we remember his death. Because Jesus converts death to a celebration. Because he does not allow death have the final say. So in Christ Jesus, when you see death, you don't see a closed end. You see an open door. You see resurrection. He tell your neighbor he can turn things around. And he will turn Nigeria around. As bad as things may seem in Nigeria, because the name of Jesus is proclaimed here, he will make this nation beautiful. And tell your neighbor he will use you. Amen. Tell your neighbor he will use you. You're not sure of your neighbor now, but you're sure of yourself. Uh -huh, he will use me. Uh -huh. Hallelujah. Jesus makes all things beautiful. He turns things around. Um, uh, the account has it when the prophet Elisha had returned to, is it Gilgal? And they were making soup for the school of the prophets. And they said a young man went and gathered herbs. He wasn't mature enough. He didn't know the difference between Onubu and uh, the poison one. So he brought poison and put in the soup. And when the men ate it, it was going to kill them. And the fascinating thing about that miracle is that the prophet didn't pour away the food. He put something in it. And the same food that was killing became sweet and they ate it that's what jesus does he turns every situation around if you have jesus say thank you jesus tell him lord i thank you hallelujah anyone who has jesus is to be envied the songwriter sang he says as long as i got king jesus i don't need nothing nobody else praise the lord it doesn't matter who gathers against you if God be for you. Hallelujah. So Jesus is beautiful and he makes things beautiful. From Genesis chapter 2 verse 8, you begin to see the beautiful world that God created. Anybody in Genesis 2 8, what does 8 say? The Lord planted what? A garden. When you think of garden, what do you think? Beautiful. Eden. And see the things there, trees that were pleasant, not just for food, but even to look at. That's how wonderful God made his world. He made it beautiful, good all around. And not just fruits that were there, there were precious metals. There was gold, there was rivers, there were all kinds of things. And then in that garden, he put the man whom he had formed. Praise God. And you know what he said to this man? He didn't say to the man, labor. He say just tend. You know what it means to tend? I tend my wife. I just say, honey, I help her with her pancake. You know, I touch it a bit. Tend and keep, not labor. I pray your marriages are no longer labor, that you're tending. Your husband is not the one that you have to pound yam for by 10 p.m. That when your husband comes, he just tend. He say, honey, welcome. How was your day? Praise the Lord. That's the way it was meant to be. It wasn't meant to be labor. Praise God. However, if you go to Genesis chapter 3, 
all that beauty fades because sin came in and toil came in and sweat came in all the terrible things came in sin is a destroyer child of God hates sin the Bible says he that loves the Lord let him do what? hate evil if you know a bit about this God you will hate sin because it's a destroyer it spoils everything someone is rich there is nothing wrong with being rich but sin spoils being rich there is a particular group of people in Nigeria I understand that part of expression of wealth is to take other people's wives praise God some people is to take other people's land and in today's world is to take other people's votes it's sin that spoils it praise God Job was the richest man in his world and you know what he did with his wealth he said no stranger slept outside his hotels were free for all once you come in and you need that accommodation Job will give you all expense paid accommodation widows didn't have issues their husband died Job will fill in praise God it's sin that spoils everything a woman is beautiful there is nothing wrong with that but if she's a sinner she will bring down men so sin is a spoiler the bible speaking in the same genesis 2 verse 25 to um 225 says and both were naked and what not ashamed what has spoiled everything in our world today is sin and because of that sin spoiling things we are now running away from almost everything. Uh, this is a background to what I want to share with us. Praise God. We are running away from everything. It can imagine if there was no sin. You know how I'll be walking around now? Naked. And you'll be sitting naked. Praise God. Don't imagine it, please. <laughs> because sin has come in. <laughs> Hallelujah. Adam and Eve used to go to church naked. It was when sin came in that they heard the voice of God and they started hiding. Praise God. Sin is the issue. Praise God. So for someone who came in here, if you can locate the root of that iniquity and take it out of that relationship, that relationship will become beautiful. Your husband is not a beast. Your wife is not a witch. Praise God. Nigeria is a beautiful country. Our problem is just sin iniquity okay okay i'm saying that to bring an introduction now if you miss the service last two wednesdays as pastor chris and then sunday uh pastor akin and then on wednesday pastor dave please get those messages i sense the lord is preparing us for something amen very important pastor chris was talking about knowing what is your business praise god not allow yourself to be distracted which is essentially what it has been said to us because we are in this world but what not of this world and on sunday pastor Kim began to tell us that the biggest event is not the election that we finished and the outcome and the other things that we're hoping for no the biggest event that is about to happen is what is the rapture is the second coming of our lord jesus christ and like we've always said here, Christmas is loud now because Christmas is history. That's the only reason the devil allows you to anticipate, allows China, CNN, everybody, every shop to decorate for Christmas. Because it has no benefit for you today. It has no prophetic relevance. But what has prophetic relevance now is the rapture. And it takes the discerning to prepare for it. Praise God. So on Wednesday, Pastor Dave said something that just caught me and started changing many things I was thinking about before. Come with me to Hebrews chapter 10. Because like we also noted two Sundays ago, that many who think they are going to heaven, unfortunately, won't make it to heaven. Unfortunately. Because heaven, you can't stroll into it imagine what it took for the savior to open the door of heaven praise god it wasn't a vote it wasn't a miracle 
We are talking about God here. The Son of God had to come into this world to do what? To live, to be observed, to be tempted, to be found without sin, and then to go to the cross and his body broken so that a way, the Bible says, a new and living way can be consecrated for you and I. If it cost him that much to open the door, I don't think you can enter that door anyhow. Praise God. So in Hebrews 10, are we there? 23 says, let us now hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. Now, and let us consider one another in order to stir up what? Love and good works. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day. I believe if you have your Bible, that day is capital letter. That day is the biggest event. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is the original D-Day. You know, we can use D-Day for anything. The day you want to go and eat Amala with your friends, see? It's the D-Day is coming. This is the original D-Day, the big day. Now, what is it about this big day? It is the day our hope will come to fulfillment. What is that hope? Everything that we have imagined and desired as Christians is the day to be fulfilled. What is that day? What is that hope? You know, we struggle in our time now with the concept of Christianity and what is important and what it's about. The truth is that Paul made it very clear. And there shouldn't really be need because Paul is the one who is also, who wrote many things that people are, you know, being distracted with. The Apostle Paul says, if only in this world you have hope in Christ, you and I are of what? All men the most pitiable or miserable. So he's saying then that the hope we have as Christians is not a hope that is found in this world. That is the hope Hebrews 10, 24 is telling us about. About looking forward to. Let me tell you that what, what that hope is. That hope is the hope of the resurrection. It's the hope of seeing Jesus. And he will say to you, well done. Or he'll say to you, welcome home. That's the hope of the believer. Praise the Lord. That is the hope. That is our hope. Anywhere you see hope in the Bible, it's not talking about hoping to get married as important as that is. It's not talking about hoping to pay off your debt. It's not talking about hoping to build a... All of those are there. Jesus worked all kinds of miracles. He solved all kinds of problems. But the hope of our faith, the Bible calls it the end of our faith, is this salvation. When ultimately... We are restored back to God and we live in that place that is now prepared for us. Sin has destroyed our world. Praise the Lord. You see, I started by saying Jesus is the beautifier. Our world has been degraded. Thank God for all those that are fighting climate change and all of that. It's it, at a point that it can, the more, when they say there won't be snow, there is more snow. Have you noticed that? Very soon now, I don't know what they'll say. So there is, they, they, are, they don't know what to hold because they don't know the real problem. The real problem is not because of burning of carbon. It is the propensity of sin, the popularity of sin. That is the problem with our world. So it's not about the factories in China. Praise God. So the hope that we have is the hope that someday we are going to take off these bodies and put up a body incorruptible. A body that cannot be sick. A body that will remain six-pack. Praise the Lord. A, a body that, like uh, Pastor Akin said, that does not need to board an airplane. If you think, Rome, you're in Rome now. <laughs> Praise the Lord. If you think U.S., you're in U.S. You don't, I mean, the body just responds. Praise the Lord. That is the glorious body that we're going to have. 
But beyond all of that, the Bible talks about so many things. It said there will be no more seas. Nothing hidden. Everything will be open. We'll see our Lord Jesus. There won't be any need for the sun. He'll be the sun. That is the hope of the believer. The believer knows that this world is only what? Passing by. He's only passing by. And that everything we're doing here is filling up time, getting ready until we see that day. Praise the Lord. So the apostle Paul here says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without what? Wavering, without staggering. For he who promised is faithful. Now, like Pastor Dave told us on, on, on Wednesday, he said the Holy Spirit told him, the best way, how are we going to make sure that we don't miss that day? And that's where 24 comes in. Let's read it together, everybody. And let us, what, consider one another, what, in order to stir up love and good works. He said, because of this thing that we are hoping for, let us do what? Consider one another. So somehow we are seeing something here. It's not a lone race. Or better still, you can run it alone, but they're saying it is better. How many of us have been on the express, you know, you travel by road a lot, and then you get to a point, you see cars parked. And then the cars are pulled by the side. Do you just come and zoom past all of them? What do you do? You slow down, you ask them what's happening. They say something is happening in front. You join the convoy. You're in a hurry, but automatically what has happened? You have aligned with why? Danger or what is important, what can be missed, makes people cooperate. When you see somebody avoiding fellowship or avoiding the company of Christians, he either doesn't understand it or he has anointing without measure. Either the two extremes. When you see somebody feeling, I don't need it, I don't, I don't care, no, just my own. He either does, because the only person that can come and see that convoy and pass, he, he must be driving an armored vehicle. Because what that means is that these people who are like you, who are also going somewhere, have seen something in front and have made them pull by the side. So you pull by the side also. You become obedient. Maybe the leading vehicle is by an illiterate who is almost half drunk. You don't mind. When he moves, you follow. Because you want to be safe. Praise the Lord, somebody. Now, the Bible is saying, because of this day, because we don't want to miss it, what should we do? It said, let us consider, let us go in it together. Are you with me? And what does it say? Consider one another in order to stir up what? Love and what? Good works. We won't be quick to leave that place. I want us to look at a few translations. But let's read the last one now. 25. 25 says what? Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some. Now what it means now is this. Your coming to church today will help in the likelihood that you will see that day. Praise God. If coming today will help, coming on Wednesday will also what? Help it further. And coming for any other meeting that your church has been ordered by the Holy Spirit to present will help you. So it is not wisdom to say what are they doing there. It's not what are they. They are not there for day. They are there for the day. Praise the Lord. I mean, you're, you're, you're beautiful and you're handsome. But we don't gather to see your face. We gather because there is a journey. They call it heavenly race. Praise God. So, so it says here, can we see the living Bible of let us consider now? Let me see 25. Okay. It's all right. It says here, for emphasis, they say, let us not neglect what? Our church meetings. Can everybody read that passage? Want to go? Make sure your neighbor is reading. Let us not neglect by implication Sunday. Wednesday, Friday, get connected. As much as you're not bound from coming, you shouldn't neglect it. Praise the Lord. Okay. The word there, go, go back now, 24, sorry. In response to 
all he has done for us. Okay, this is part of what I wanted to do. It was on the top. He said, let us outdo each other. Let us what? Outdo each other. In what do you outdo someone? The word outdo. I, I'm going somewhere. I haven't started the sermon. What situation do you outdo somebody? Help me now. In a race. Yes, you're getting there. Competition. You see, I want to repent. I used to think that there was no competition in Christianity. But the Bible is saying here, to be sure we will make it, let us create a healthy competition in righteousness. Some translations say, let us be inventive in stirring up one another. Let us be inventive. Some say, let us, it's the King James said, provoke what causes provocation? You see something happen. The Bible talked about Hannah and um, what's the other? Penina. Penina provoked Hannah. Surely. She, she see, with her children, she provoked Hannah to where Hannah said, These children matter. I'm taking it to another level. I will have a child and not keep the child in the house. I'll give the child to God. That's provocation. She took it to another level. The Bible is saying because of the import of this race that we're running, that there is need for you not to be casual about it. You can't just shut your eyes to everything. No. It says there, there has to be conscious provocation. And that provocation is to what? It's not to envy. It's not to pull down. Is to love and what? Good works. How many of us did boarding house here? You did boarding house. Well, I don't know about the ladies, but I know about the guy. How many of us as boarding house boys, I hope the boys here, please don't do it. You jump from windows. You jump from first story. You know, they say you can't do it. Say me, I can't do it. You see your friend jump. You didn't want to jump. You're afraid of breaking your leg. But three of your friends, you people are four in the group. Three have jumped. What do you do? You jump. I jumped, second story. I used my hand to punch walls. How many did that one? It was in the days of Bruce Lee. We brought blocks. I didn't want to do it. And we're breaking with our hand. It's just that one, two, three did it. Four will do now. It's called provocation. There was this competition. You're a boy, I'm a boy. What are you talking? Do you understand? And many things we did, we did not because it was coming from the inside. We did because there was a competition going on. And that competition took us in the direction that ordinarily we would not have gone. And somehow, okay, it might have brought out bad things, but it made us stronger. So later on in life, when you see some things, you have experience. Now for the Christian, what is happening is this. The enemy that we have against us, that's why uh, uh, we, we, we must depend on the Holy Spirit. Praise God. The, the Bible calls him that old, wise serpent. Combination of old and wise is not what he can toy with. Even if he's not wise, he has experience. And experience teaches well. He's not the best teacher. I understand it. He's old and wise. He's been around. Now what has happened is this. The enemy has made you think that you should make your Christianity so private and not be concerned with what is happening around so you can be master in mediocrity and be proud in it. Whereas, unfortunately, the same Christians don't withdraw from temptations in the worldly things. That's why, let me tell you why. That's why if you check prayers of most Christians, they want to excel in the things that the world measures. There is no, is, why do you want to get married? Ah, last December, in my village, all the people I grew up with, see Ada, see Jennifer, see Ngozi, all of them. And then the, the people in the village say, what's happening to you? 
Why do you want all the things that we are bothering about? Are the things that are in the Olympics that the world is conducting. But there should be a Christian Olympics. That's the only way you can be sure you will end this race well. You and I belong to another kingdom completely. You, you, you come to church, the choir was singing now, and I, I, said, I said to myself, that's it, that's what we're talking about. Because Christians can compete side by side almost with unbelievers in music, isn't it? You know why that is so? Because in the area of music, there is competition. And even the world goes to churches to pick talents. So singing... Um, the music ministry in the church has advanced because nobody can stand before us now and say this singing is to the Lord whether I'm going off key or not that's your business Momichi will drive the person and take the person from voice of 1 to voice of 50 because you see there are standards here are you with me? now that is beautiful and that is very good so it has raised the level of our music because we have not made it a private matter. Brother, what about lying? What about beating your wife? What is the benefit to a Christian if you're looking sharp and you have no rule over your spirit? But the world measures sharpness. That's why I quarreled with us here. When people started saying, I can never be poor. That's from the world. The Christian shouldn't be boasting, I can never be poor. You should be boasting, I'll never lose my temper. We don't have a competition of who will be the richest. Bible says of Moses, he was the meekest man. The pastor should come out. If I want to boast, I should come and boast amongst all of us here. I'm the most humble man. If it were possible to say so. You know the boasting that Paul boasted? Paul boasted, he said, I pray in the spirit more than you all. How many preachers do you hear boasting that? Now? He said, I have one million private jets. It's okay, but it's the competition of the world. So books come out now and measure the richest pastors because the church is entering the competition of Babylon, forgetting that we have our kingdom. And there are criteria. Listen, in Winter Olympics, some Nigerian girls were very smart. They made names for themselves. They went for Winter Olympics. I don't think they even came up to last. They came minus last. But they were smart. You see, we, we just, it's not in that, we should do heat Olympics. Where they bring a place, the place is hot like this. So I run now. We, we, we are not engaged in that Olympics. Nigeria is not, we don't have winter. But now the church has come to where we are preparing people. We are engaging, we are registering in a competition that will not take us to where we are going. Let me tell you something. In Abuja, I think in, in Guagualada, there's a school called the School of the Gifted. It's a secondary school, right? The results that come out from that school, uh, uh, YEC level and all of that, is normally the best, right? It's not because they take the gifted that produces that result. It's because in such schools, there is competition amongst those that are gifted. If you take a gifted one, and put him in a place where there is no competition. His standard will come down. That's what the devil is making the church. Where he tells you grace you can sin. So when you see sin, you say, ah, grace. Praise God. There, 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 is no, there is no pursuit. You see, righteousness is not attractive again. Because it is not in our Olympics. What is in our Olympics is what the world has put. When you see a Christian sister, she can beat Beyonce in beauty and the way that she's packaged. Because we have engaged in that competition. Praise God. And so our young people are embarrassed to say they're virgins because the world is advertising their own. From primary school, we should be telling them, we want you to finish this race as a young lady until the day of your marriage as a virgin and celebrate it. Because that is the race we are in. is the race of purity, of holiness, of sanctification. These are the things that will make us win. Now, I was trying to Google. The fastest man in the world now is um, Usain Bolt. 
What's the speed? Nine point what? About 9.68 or something seconds. 40 years ago, the fastest man was what? About 10 seconds plus. Now, do you know why the time keeps getting... In fact, at the time, who was it that ran? After he ran, they said nobody can beat this record. Um, was it Ben? There was someone before him. Many, there was a record that lasted. Cal, yes, when, when he ran, they said it's impossible now. You have to fly to beat this record. Now, but because the competition continued, somebody woke up every day and said, I will beat that record. And you know the produce, a faster person. Christianity needs a competition in purity. It needs a competition in righteousness. It needs a competition in holiness. It needs a competition in generosity. And for those who say when you give, hide it, squeeze it. But Haba, when you buy, you don't hide it. If you buy restored, this is how you'll be greeting us. So why can't you also give and greet us like that? When you buy your car, you will come and they, you don't want to park outside the church. Because if you park outside, they won't see. Because that is what you're presenting in your competition. But the race we are in, the kingdom we belong to, has its own games. And that's why, that's what the Holy Spirit was saying. He said, let us consider one another in order to provoke love and good works. When you gather as freedom fellowship, the G should be, ah, 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 nobody don't touch me now. They fear. One tried it, I slapped him. Why? <laughs> not when you come and say, see that holy sister. No, do that in the clubs. Not in church. You, you shouldn't be ashamed of purity as a believer. The, these are the things that will help you. As a young Christian, you know what helped me? Unknowingly, I got into a competition to grow in righteousness. I told us here, I'll be in church, they'll be announcing a fast for pastors and workers. I was a congregation member. I'll go and do it. I'll say, who, who do they think they are? Because you're a pastor and worker. I Me, mean, I'm also doing it. Now, it was the grace of God. Less than two years into being a pastor, being a born-again Christian, I became a pastor. Imagine if I became a born-again Christian and I was competing with those who were checking out girls. In you know beautiful girls come to church? Sorry, sisters, please. You don't hear this one. But guys, you know, there are discussions. Who is that girl? Senorita. What's that song again? They know, they know, they see, they see. People come and observe. People observe cars also. People observe all kinds of things. You, you can decide to enter into that competition. But you can enter into I told you how I started painting. I sat in church and I calculated the speakers. I calculated all the things that were happening. And I calculate, I'm an accountant. I calculated my offering. And I said, if everybody here gives an average of this offering, this church cannot have these things. And this church cannot run. So some people are sponsoring me. And I will not be sponsored in spiritual things. That's how. I, I came to church. My pastor shared how he took his V-boot and gave to the church. I said, what I talk? I also took my own car and gave. He said, provoke one another to love and good works. But, you see, it's not happening. And not that we are not competitive. We are. But in another game. In another game. Is it a wonder that we are losing effectiveness? And, and please, let, let me make it clear here. This man, this preacher, is not imagining to tell you that you can be saved by works. Salvation is a gift. It's the gift of God. Are you understanding? Never by works. The Bible says, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. Let's look at it. It says, for by grace you have been saved through faith. Not of yourselves. It is what? The gift of God. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. This is an area I pray the Holy Spirit will give us understanding. This is an area that confuses and the enemy has used to confuse a lot of people. So look at here. I'm saved by grace through faith, not of myself. It is what? The gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Okay, but look at verse 10, please. Verse 10. Verse 10 says, For we who have been saved, isn't it? I what? His workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works 
which God prepared beforehand that we should. So works cannot save me. But you know what? I was saved for works. Works can't save me, but I was saved for good works. So my work couldn't save me. Praise God. I can't just get up now and decide that I want to join NMPC because they pay well. I can't force myself in there. I can't begin to go around and be maybe public, uh, uh, pub- public relations officer and start saying, you know, NMPC is doing well. This is what I did. Will anybody pay me? But if they employ me, it will become expected that I do it. So, verse 10 says, we are his what? Workmanships created in Christ Jesus, what? For, for, to the intent that you would do good works. So, works don't bring us in, but we are brought in. He whom he foreknew, he also predestinated. And then he called you. He brought you in and said, this is what I want to do with you. You don't qualify. If I leave you, you'll die, you'll be destroyed, you'll rot in hell. But I bring you in. The moment he brings you in, it says it's for good works. Easy to reversion talks about. It says so that we will spend our lives doing good works. The born again Christian has been born again to spend what? His life doing what? Good works. God has made us what we are. In Christ Jesus. He made us new people. So he made us new. The reason I'm born again is so that I'll do what? Spend my life what? Doing the good things he planned. Brothers and sisters, look at me. It means that there is an expectation on you. Say there is an expectation on me. Say Jesus. Say Jesus. When he saved me had an expectation of me now anywhere there's expectation there's measurement if there's expectation then there's a measure hd there's a measure the bible is so clear i don't know why how come we misunderstand the apostle paul talks about those who are going to be saved as a man running through fire it's possible those who the expectations none of them are met will still enter heaven but they'll enter as though they enter through fire which means you know when you're escaping plane they say don't even carry your briefcase that's the entire heaven nothing but now it talks about every man's work being rewarded this one that he prepared that i should should future tense is a work that'll be rewarded is a work that'll be rewarded there's something heaven expects of you and when you finish your race and make it to heaven, the father will look at you, the son will look at you and say, well done, you accomplished 80%, 90% of what I saved you to do. He said, now this is your crown. The apostle Paul said, I have run my race. You don't just begin to run any race. A race is set before you. He said, I have finished my work. You don't just start doing any work. Imagine if someone comes into this church just on his own and decides to start arranging chairs for us. We say stop. You say now I have to walk. The person is going to cause confusion. So there's a race set. There's a walk. There's a course to finish. That work, that course, that race is going to be rewarded. Praise God. Now, now see how it ties in. See how it ties in. If you and I are not minded to run that race and get that reward, the tendency is that we will slack. The tendency is that time will pass us by. The tendency is that we won't know what's up. And before we know it, we have slid from those who are going to heaven to those who don't know they have missed it. That's what Hebrews 10, 24, 25 is saying to us. He said, let us consider one another in order to what? Stir up love and good works. We have been saved. Hallelujah. But let's make the best out of it. 
Let's shine in it. Let's make noise with it. You see, why is it that somebody here, how many are Man U fans here? Man U. Let me see. Arsenal. Man City. Ayimba. You see, people are not ashamed. Discussions can start in an airplane about Man City. And nobody's ashamed. But nobody wants to start a discussion on Jesus. So, so fans of football clubs are fans. But fans of the kingdom are fanatics. Because we are competing in their world. If you just enter playing like this and say, something they make me laugh. Now Jesus, they make me laugh. Even born again Christians will say, we'll bind the spirit of madness. But if someone comes and says, oh, baka. You see other people there say, well, I'm baka too. Because we don't understand. There is a race before us. And the apostle Paul speaking says, this thing we're doing, every other person competes to win a perishable crown. But you and I, we run this race to win what? An imperishable crown. A crown that cannot perish. That's 1 Corinthians 9, 24 and 25. It says they run. They do what they do. Let somebody even not understand what I'm saying. Last two Sundays, we looked at what Jesus said. Luke 13, 24. Put it, please. Let, let's just touch it. Luke 13, 24. He says, strive to enter. Have you pondered on what the word strive is? Strive doesn't mean slide. Strive implies effort. It implies, you know, that push at the gym. You know, beyond your strength. So some people, they, they live their Christian lives and they stop where it stops. Brothers and sisters, if I'm your pastor, get of it. Get beyond it. For those who were at the prayer meeting yesterday, I had a mind of going home. I was having this severe pain and I couldn't imagine standing up for one minute or two minutes in prayer. But you see, thank God I went because only five people came. And the five people would have gone if I didn't come. But I said to myself, pain or no pain, I be pastor. What should pastor do? Pray and bring the word. How will I go and bring word tomorrow when I've not also gone to pray? So I carried the pain. Oh. The thing was hammering me. You're Nigerian, so you understand hammer. Uh -huh. It was hammering me. And I was there with the pain. If I had my way, rapture should have just come there because this thing no easy. It's not easy. But you know what? Living. 10, 15 minutes, 20 minutes into the prayer. The pain was gone. Oh yes, the pain was gone. I've had it, I mean, from since I tried. The pain was gone. You see, you, you can't do Christianity with what you like. You strive. Let me see you say strive. It's not a who let no man deceive you. Forget those entertainers. I mean, I mean, anointed men. I don't want to call them, but they just you just come to church. Hey, shout out, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. After all, there are different classifications of movies. There's comedy, there's science fiction, there's thriller, there's all of that. So it's okay. But this Christianity, they strive in it. Too. If you decide to do it only how you feel. That's Jesus said, press. That's what he means. Push beyond your limit. You stop at where you want to stop. You become suya for the enemy. And in the line of boasting, let me boast a little. 25 years of marriage very soon. I've not laid my hands on my wife. Is it that she has not provoked my hands? Do you understand? Is it, but, but, but you see, I'm striving. I'm striving. It's not easy. It's not easy. If, I mean, if you're married here, you understand. Sometimes you just bury yourself. You're standing, but you're buried. You just say, ancestors. <laughs> because I know that what I'm engaged in. The Bible says, the, the Apostle Paul talking about the church which Jesus bought with his blood. Brother, sister here, that doesn't have self-control. Let, let me ask you a question here. If I gave you a piece of diamond worth about $10 million and you had it 
and someone provoked you outside there, will you fight? If they tore your shirt, will you fight? Are you sure? If they bash your car, will you say, who bashed my car? Will you both repeat Will you say that? If they bash the car that I can't move, you come down and enter a car and be good, isn't it? Because you're carrying something precious. Let the Lord open the eyes of Christians that they will know what they are carrying. You need to know what you're carrying. Brethren, we're talking about resurrection. That's why sometimes it's like, this man, leave these people. No, I, anybody that makes Christianity about process. I, I, I traveled uh, last week to Dubai. How many have been to Dubai? No, no. I, I was wondering, I was wondering. These are prosperity preachers. Let them go and open branch in Dubai. God will prosper you. They'll be asking them. Their bridge is style under the bridge. You know this under our bridge that you see rough concrete. They, they do, one, one of them I saw suspended ceiling under bridge. Do you understand? A suspended ceiling under bridge. Then the walls of the bridge are tied. That's how rich. The flowers on the street are like the flowers that people arrange in when they have government functions in Nigeria that they arrange on the It's on the street. Do you understand? So, so I was wondering, this nonsense gospel that people are, are a nonsense thing that they say, not even gospel. That I say, God, God said to make you rich. Which, which, which Jesus is making them rich? If only in this world we have hope. You know what my consolation was? Because the, the thing can be depressing, you know, if you come from Nigeria. You say, why? Bad belly? See. You know what? The Spirit of God said to me, it's okay. Don't envy them. Pray for them. And I actually started praying for them. That they will think about eternal life. Because you see, if you have enjoyed life, if you've really enjoyed life, there's something you're afraid of. You're afraid of stopping to enjoy life. You see, the man that is suffering is looking forward to when his situation will change. The man that is enjoying, if he thinks of the situation changing, his heart will skip. So he said, pray that they will think at least I didn't see burial ground there I say may they think about those who died are they living in 75 story buildings what is their condition that's the hope you and I have it cannot be bought it, no, oh, no person can give it Jesus says I am the resurrection and the life no one comes to the father except by me that's what you and I have is a treasure so when the bible says christ in us the hope of glory it's not talking about christ in us making me the richest man in my village no it's christ in us the assurance that when this race is over you will hear well done and you'll be received into the eternal kingdom of our god and his christ brethren our time is long gone but i haven't begun i want to beg you let's have this attendance on wednesday let's put the devil to shame do you understand? You see, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to communicate what the spirit of. But he said, this, Pastor Dave, God bless you, Pastor Kim, Pastor, God bless you. Because the direction, he just opened my eyes. He said, anything that there's no competition in, the standard will drop. And we don't have competition in the church. Or rather, we have, but it's the Babylonian one. So when you want to boast about your pastor, you boast about his car. And please, don't, so for those who love me and like me a lot, don't say, uh, 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 my pastor is uh, cool. No, please, don't say I'm cool. Just, just rather say, pray, Lord, let him be cool in spirit. A gentle and quiet. You see, those things, let, let it matter for, for Bobby Brown. I'm old school. Who is current now? Give me a current name because some people won't know who Bobby Brown is. What's that uh, Nigerian one that is a billionaire? David O'Hare. Leave it for them. That's their race. Let them run their race. Have you seen people training for short put in Olympics? They're overweight. Have you seen people training for long distance runs? They're underweight. It's where you're running that will determine what is valuable to you. I, I had a brother who did sumo wrestling in Japan. He, he went, he was big when he went, but when he got there, they said to him, you're slim. So they started feeding because you, you need to start from here and end here. <laughs> yes, it, it's the race you're running in. 
so for us as Christians we have our own race wives please let, let me tell you you see all that women movement is okay for them for you you should follow Sarah who called Abraham Lord and submitted to Abraham for them it's okay but for you it's submission if you come and kneel down and give your husband food you're running your race well he said in that part you'll be saved in childbearing it's not women's day there's no women's day in the bible it's the world's competition and what they use it to do is to provoke rebellion but it's okay. I don't blame them. Are you getting me? It's the race that running. You run your own race. Just the, the first thing you need to ask yourself is which race am I in? And like we started, I'm, you you prosper, brother. You prosper, but prosper and know the race you're running. It's not a prosperity to bring your big kind intimidator. It's a prosperity to give and challenge us. The King David, you are the one that said you, you, you had someone say he prayed for in the spirit for how many hours? And then you went and that's the provocation we are talking about. Provoke, he said, be inventive. What it means now is you see, you see, remember where I started from. That's why I made that foundation. It's seen that sports anything. If we did fundraising here and we asked everybody to carry their money as they are coming, like this fine bag, if there were no sin in anybody's heart. It won't be bad. Because when you see that you're driving G-Wagon and you bring five million and keep. A brother that is driving a Kia Rio carries his own and carries his own and his own is 10 million. Nobody will tell you to go and sell that G-Wagon and buy Keke until you're able to outdo the Kia Rio brother. Is it not? But when we are hiding, stingy people will be in church posing. And then people will think they are big men. No. The Bible says be rich in generosity. That is our competition. Do you know how Nigeria would have changed if instead of the discussions amongst believers about churches, it's not their building. It's not about um, the wealth of the pastor. Why don't we measure churches by saying how many, how many people have they produced that stood out in governance? Two Sundays ago, I preached a message. I said, how come we didn't have a witness? But you see now, there are two witnesses, many of us that are following the news, Gigi. The resident electoral commissioner in uh, Akwaibom, okay? And then the commissioner of police in Kano. Now, imagine if our competition in Nigerian churches is who produces this kind of people? Nigeria would have changed. And I'm ashamed. The one in Kanu is a Muslim. The one in Akwaibom is probably an Orthodox Christian. All the, no, all the big, big men have not produced one. No. Even the one that is there, we, we, we. we have not produced one. That is our competition. The sons of the Rechabites, they said, our father said to us, you shall not drink wine. May, you see, Lord help us. I say, God help. This is what will bring the, the answer we need. When we start competing in our own, when we start competing in this church, the marriages will join, you won't divorce. Why is they, they, they is commonly said that divorce rate in the world is the same in the church? It's because we are in the Olympics. There should be a competition in the church. If any, any marriage we join and divorces, we should mourn. And then if you want to boast about the church, boast that in this church, they last, last uh, for 10 years now, they have not had one divorce. And hey, then I know that the spirit is working there. Some people, they come to church, they look at the car park, how many jeeps? If they don't see many, they say God is not working there. Go to Dubai. The Rolls Royce taxi. We came out from the hotel. They said, do you want to go with this one? I said, I will take picture with it. I won't go with it. <laughs> Less the whole money I came with. We will finish on drop. <laughs> eh? And that's what you want to attribute to God. Car, house, plane. Eh? That's what you want to attribute to God. 
brethren we, we, we have something before us and do you know what if we get it right it will be sweet too. do you know why Nigeria doesn't do good in sports we don't have the lower levels in inter, inter competitions inter sports going on well imagine if you came to church today and I mean you were feeling good about yourself uh, let's take it that I, I don't know what to use as an illustration but whatever it is maybe someone offended you you know and you know offend just say brother don't worry bro, it's alright and you come and then you're, you're chatting with your brother and say you know what happened yesterday that, that brother that has been owing me 5 million you know I just looked at him and I said to myself what is 5 million he said I forgive you that death the Lord will bless me don't pay me the 5 million and you, you just forgive someone that stepped on your shoes. How will you feel? You'll be provoked to go higher. That's what, that's what the Holy Spirit showed to you, Pastor Dave. He said, let us consider one another. It will change everything. You see, because there is no sin, no canal, what sports things is carnality. It's carnality. If we do it in the spirit, Imagine you gathered women and, and, and one sister, I said, my husband, I don't understand. I asked him for feeding money and, and we, he, he has given me seven children and he's given me 7,000 for one month. Uh, the other sister says, praise the Lord. My husband for seven years has not given me 1,000. But like the Proverbs 31 woman, I go and labor and whatever it is I have, we manage and we eat. What mouth do you think that sister will use to go back to the husband? She'll be provoked to love and good works. That's our competition. Let's rise on our feet. I want you to talk to God. You see, winning is sweet, I'm telling you. Winning is sweet. I want you to desire, tell the Lord, put a desire in me to win in my league. Put a desire in me to win in my league. You have a league you're running in. There are young ladies, there are young men here. You're not yet married. Put yourself on the league. Say on that day, if I take the mic, I will tell everyone in attendance, I have kept myself pure. Lord, I want to win in my league. I'm a public servant. Lord, give me the grace to serve in a way that every church will use me as a point of contact Lord I want to win in my league I want to win in my league I want to win there's a race but there's a race you and I are running in there's a race we are running in there's a race we are running in there's a race there's a race there is a race there's a race this is taking me up because I see that this is what will make this thing sweet. We gather as men and we're saying how we are dotting on our wives. You know what? My wife thought she was doing this and I surprised her with more. I loved her more. I cooked the food. I prepared it. I washed the plate. The other one says, what? You did that? Okay, I'm going to go home. I will also, that is what it's about. We have our race. Looking unto Jesus. The author and the finish of our faith. That is the one we should copy. He said to us, he said, if I then your master have done this. He said, you also go and do the same. That is our race. Our race is not for some big man to come out in the church or in your office and want to be served as a Lord and master. Jesus said, no, the greatest among should be the servant. That is our race. I charge you, Lord, help me. I want to win in my race I want to win in my race I want to win in my race Lord help me please I want you to make this prayer from the bottom of your heart and make it with all sincerity because the Lord will make known the parameters to you and because he said his good works prepared beforehand it means you can do it it means I can do it let us enter into a race of generosity let us enter into a race of kindness let us enter into a race of patience let us enter into a race of humility let us enter into a race of zeal for the house of God
You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09 290 9000 or 0703 15 You can find us online at www. Dot the Father's Church Online dot org. God bless you.